Hello, I am David Silber speaking for the Drisha Institute. We are presenting a series of podcasts on prayer and nigun, prayer and melody, focusing on the prayers of the high holidays of the Yamim Noraim. The heart and soul of the Rosh Hashanah service consists of the sounding of the shofar and the blessings in the Musaf, in the additional service of Rosh Hashanah, which have three themes, God's kingship, remembrances, which has to do with judgment and covenant, and finally, shofarot, which has to do with revelation. The shofar is actually sounded together with the Amidah. After each of the three intermediate blessings, the shofar is sounded. But in addition to that, the practice has been for many, many years to sound the shofar before the Amidah, after the morning service has been completed, after the Torah has been read, we are sounding the shofar. The shofar is an instrument of coronation. It proclaims God as king. On the other hand, the shofar is sounded not only with a plain sound, but with a broken sound. With a broken sound, that represents a cry, a prayer. So the shofar is both. On one hand, it's the proclamation that God is king, and the practice of the Ashkenazic community is to read chapter 47 before we sound the shofar. Zamru Elohim Zameru calls upon the entire world to proclaim God as king. Zamru, to sing, to cry out with song that God is king. There is, in addition to that, the broken sound that will come to later. So before we sound the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, it's one of those solemn moments, one of those incredibly powerful moments in terms of the year. So let's hear a meditation appropriate before the sounding of the shofar. This is a nugun written by Michal of Zlachev, one of the Zlachev nigunim, played by Laura the cellist. <laughs>
The Musaf service of Rosh Hashanah is unique. There are three blessings in the middle of the Amidah. Typically, on the, on the Shabbat and the festivals, there are seven blessings. Three beginning blessings, three concluding blessings, one blessing in the middle, which speaks of the sacred day, the holy day. But on Rosh Hashanah, there are three blessings. And after each of the blessings, the first is God's kingship, God's remembering, remembrances. The day of Rosh Hashanah is called in the liturgy the day of remembrance, Yom HaZikaron. And finally, the shofar. After each of these blessings, the shofar is sounded. And after the shofar is sounded, there's a little prayer. Areshet Svatenu, Yerav Lefanecha. We ask God to pay attention, to listen carefully to Areshet Svatenu. The word Areshet actually appears only one time in the entire Bible, and it's very unclear what it means. Some translate the, our utterances, others translate our desires. In, either, in any event, God should hear our desires, our utterances. God should pay attention, God should listen carefully, and God should respond to our prayer. So Areshet Svatenu presumes that we are praying. It's a prayer with, with actually, the shofar has no words. It's a prayer without words. Perhaps because on Rosh Hashanah, we stand in judgment, we're not exactly sure what to say. We want God, perhaps, to interpret our feelings, to interpret our desires, and to respond to us accordingly. So there are three areshets, one after the blessing of kingship, one after the blessing of remembrances, one after the blessing of shofarot. Let's listen to three different renditions, three different nigunim for areshets fatenu. The first two will be played by Abai on piano, and the third by the trio of Abai, Laura, and Jordan.
The second tune for Areshetz Fatenu is an interesting story. That is a tune that was written for Areshetz Fatenu by one of the Mujitsu Rebbe's, the second Mujitsu Rebbe. And afterwards, people began to sing it to Eladon. It's not exactly the way it was composed. Uh, the composition was a bit different. We have played it the way it's commonly sung. But it's written for Areshet Svartenu. And in the original composition, you get the sense of the pathos. It was written as a very difficult time for the Jewish community. There were many difficult times. And the Eladon, often when it's sung, doesn't pick that up. And of course, the words of Eladon are different. Areshet Svartenu Yerav Lefanecha, we plead with God to listen very carefully. Mevinu Mazin. Mabitu Makshiv, to very, listen carefully, perhaps even interpret for us our deepest feelings, our deepest needs. So that is the tune that was actually written for Areshet Svatenu. It's interesting to note that the Hasidic Rebbe's and others who wrote music in the Hasidic world, often the Nigunim have no words, but often they're written for a very particular prayer, and it's interesting to think about which are the prayers that they decided to write music for. Areshet Svatena was certainly one of them. When we come to Yom Kippur, we'll encounter another prayer that there were countless number of nigunim written for that particular prayer. That, a particular prayer that spoke to the Rebbe's in a very profound way. Let's listen now to the third rendition. Thank you. 
interesting to note we have three blessings, we have three areshets, and it's interesting actually that the blessings, the standard nusach of the three blessings is similar, but there are some minor differences. For example, the first blessing about God's kingship is often in a major key. The blessing of remembrances and shofar is often in a minor key. God's kingship is we are proclaiming God as king. But when it comes to remembrances, we see ourselves as being judged, as standing in judgment. And we see the shofar as a prayer, a broken cry. There we go back to what is often uh, emblematic of Jewish music, namely the minor key. So Rosh Hashanah has at its core God's kingship. Of course, the king is also a judge. The king also makes appearances. The king is is present, or often present. And this takes us back to the core prayer of Rosh Hashanah. We ask God to reign over the entire world. Rosh Hashanah has a universal cast to it. Many of the Jewish prayers do not. Rosh Hashanah has a universal cast. Reign over the entire world. Kulo, all of it. Again, manifest. Be revealed to all of the world, all the inhabitants of the earth. Everyone should know that you created them, etc. So that's, you, that's Rosh Hashanah. It re- refers back to the creation of the world. As we say in our prayers, Hayom Harat Olam. Today is the beginning of the world. The Rosh Hashanah service assumes, even though Rosh Hashanah is called the seventh month, it's the beginning. It's Rosh Hashanah. It's the beginning of the year. Let's hear a melody now from Shlomo Kalbach to the words, reign over the entire world.
In the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, we are sounding the shofar in the middle of our prayers. So the shofar is a prayer. The shofar is the broken sound. And it represents our, our sense of insufficiency. We don't even have the words yet to formulate, to address our own needs. But the shofar, on the other hand, is also an instrument which proclaims God's kingship. It's a joyous instrument. Psalm 150, Hawu praise God with the shofar, with the sounding of the shofar. The shofar, we have the plain sound called the tzikiah, and we have the truah, the broken sound. We should never forget that Rosh Hashanah is a solemn day, but it's also a festival. So let's hear a nigun that's appropriate for the shofar a joyous nigun that reflects the fact that Rosh Hashanah is a happy day, a festive day, a day in which God is declared king, a day of coronation, a day of rejoicing. On behalf of Drisha, thank you for listening. We look forward to the three upcoming podcasts on Yom Kippur. We hope you will enjoy them and find them meaningful. Thank you.